This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, I hope everybody is keeping safe. I hope you are keeping your family safe, your friends safe, your neighbors safe, everybody around you safe as we are trying to hold out and get through this whole entire quarantine and situation with COVID-19. I wish all of the first responders, the medical staff out there, the best of health i know they're god if you only guys you really only knew what they're going through if you have anybody in your life that is working in the medical field and just do whatever you can to make them smile do whatever you can to make them feel good because they're doing their best out there true superheroes out there i commend and bless all of you out there for that um we have a lot to talk about in reference to everything that's going on today and how it's affecting our favorite fandom so of course when we talk about our next segment you're definitely going to hear it some of it you already know uh but we're going to talk about it definite but on our talk topic of the week this is a big week this is a big week this is countdown time this is the week of seven and i say seven because this marks the countdown to the biggest possibly legit possibly the biggest blockbuster event of the year and and, and even though it's a video even though it's video games i believe that this game is as big as any marvel movie that has ever come out because of what it's done for the industry and that is final fantasy 7 
remake it's coming out this friday and leading up to that we're going to do a whole bunch of different things leading up to that now granted i have a different subject to talk about on thursday or not thursday but this week on on uh select start for our video game podcast so i will not be reviewing it because the game comes out friday uh they won't let it out any earlier than that it, even though it's already downloaded all 80 to 100 gigs is downloaded in my on my playstation and other people's playstation if you download it digitally which by the way by this time I, how how many people are like regretting not digitally downloading things now there's two things that i noticed that people have fought me on for years about one is digital versus physical and we just added and i had so many pros that uh, pros versus cons as to why digitally digital downloading is better i'll add this one to the play and also this one more than anything <laughs> this trunk and i don't even want to say that word this tops <laughs> anything that ever has been argued in the case of a pandemic and we are quarantined in you can't go to a GameStop. You you shouldn't go to a GameStop. You can't go anywhere else. What better place to go than to download it at home? Than to have a a external hard drive of a couple terabytes or so and download it. Okay, like that is the best bet. It's always been the best bet. That's just my opinion, but my opinion is being proven right now. The other thing is Adobe and all these monthly fees. All of those people who are paying monthly fees for Adobe Creative Suite, this is a more of a designer type of thing right now. All those people who are paying, I just, I got to let it out because I got my format and I want to piece it out. But we've had this argument about whether it's best to pay a monthly fee for the entire Creative Suite of Adobe or pay one flat fee for an offline based version. Here's the thing. Those who are reliant on the yearly fee is now under some situations because there are people who have lost their jobs there are people who have actually gotten into some really bad situations due to this you know pandemic and due to everything happening the economy is kind of you know going down now people will not have the opportunity to be able to pay that monthly fee i i've always liked the fact of just paying one lump sum for a complete system that we actually can use without the rely reliability of online service that's why i don't like streaming sites too much either or paying for video games that is just online reliant all the time because of situations like this and once you take away your entertainment your ability to work and and produce and do and whatever that's kind of bad. That's why I do not like this system. And hopefully with all of this going on, hopefully we'll get back to companies going back to like, do, you know, give you a service of one fee that gives you everything and you don't have to pay anything else. And it's just continue. I, I never liked this. I never liked this business structure at all. And it's starting to prove in itself through this uh, situation. So if you have Adobe Creative Suite 6, more sh a shout out to you all because this is keeping us going right now and you don't have to rely on it like if it, if their server goes down that's it you know you still you still have the ability this is why i don't like stadia i didn't like stadia because of that reason either but i digress this week in celebration of final fantasy 7 we're going to talk about 
what I call the legacy of seven. And that is going down the line of how this started. What has this done to the, for the industry? I mean, and, it, and if you don't know, if you really don't know, this game changed everything. I can't give you the minute detail of all of it, but we're going to just run down a somewhat healthy, hearty summary of everything that made this game so great and how much, how well it influenced the gaming industry and other people like that. So we're going to talk about that and just talk about the, the you know, the legacy of, you know, uh, Final Fantasy VII because it, it led to this point where we have this remake that has been highly anticipated. And I remember when everybody when it was announced i remember when it was actually announced that it was coming in e3 and just everybody went crazy and tears were coming legit tears were coming down the eyes of virtually everybody who saw and saw the announcement live it was unbelievable it was one of the best e3 sony playstation uh presentations ever because they also announced shinmue and i think I don't know if they announced Spider-Man or a year later or that, but they, they had a lot of great announcements. Final Fantasy VII was one of them. And I, I'm happy. This is the week we finally get this game. So we'll be talking about all that. But for now, let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. folks uh the first order of business that i want to talk about is in the world of marvel studios uh i talked about this in in previous episodes regarding whether they were going to allow black widow starring scarlett johansson to be played in our homes and i was wondering about that because they were other films that has done this now uh trolls 3 i believe i think it was trolls the new trolls movie is on there um a lot of movies have uh bloodshot vin diesel's thing which i think got slammed uh not just because of the actual quarantine and the pandemic but um the movie was said to be kind of you know lukewarm at best so that's which is why i'm really reserved about paying 19.99 at this time to do so uh, I'll hold off on that for now, but what they're doing, and what I was wondering if, like, if this keeps going, which it looks like is going to do, uh, whether they were going to do the same thing and go the same route as what the other studios are doing and put it on TV. Now, I I actually said that if, in fact, they do, I think Black Widow would make a ton of money at home through pay-per-view. Now, granted. I think one of the situations is, and we don't know, I don't know in particular, but I know if you go straight to pay-per-view, you tend to have a situation where the pay-per-view may take a certain amount of money as opposed to what the the theaters would or whatnot for doing it. So um, there's that situation. That could be a reason why some studios have made a decision to do it, but others have decided to just hold off. Marvel Studios is one of them. And we just got a notice. I I got an email like a, a day or two ago saying that black widow has now been moved later this year in november 6 2020 now as much as we are all mad about this and i'm definitely 
not happy about this but at the same time i had to you know step back and look at it from another perspective they really want people to experience this in theaters and i respect that i i truly believe that this would have been one of the movies that would have absolutely made it in rather the theaters or at home and i think they would have made a lot of money because people will want to see that movie regardless so they decided that they were going to step it all the way down to november hoping that all of this will come back in order but that's not all due to the pandemic and how to impact how it's impacting us right now they made the strategic decision and it and, and this is probably this is this decision more than likely is based on statistics and metrics and that they looked at especially when the other films that has done the same thing like i said the blood shots and all those despite the fact you can't compare all of those other movies uh emma all of those other movies coming out to a marvel film because marvel each marvel film makes a ton of cash so i you often can't really compare the two to that so basically what i would say what i was thinking is like you know they can easily make this money but they probably looked at those numbers and it's possible that they actually said no let's step back let's be safe let's take it down a peg because we don't know how bad this is going to really hit and not only that if the recession if there is a recession that's going to hit and it looks like it is happening because there are a lot of people out there that have lost their jobs unfortunately and it's it's really sad um you know shout out to all of you out there who are going through the motion with that right now it's just it's just got awful it's just such got awful times right now but you know all of those people who may have lost their jobs and can't afford to be able to do it and you know can't afford rent or whatever like that they're not thinking about you know getting that move or getting the chance to see that movie down the line so what they've done is they postponed not only this but they postponed all of the new projects coming up and it's about like uh, along with black widow is about like seven movie projects that is uh aiming to come out black widow is just the first one and then you got uh now everything that's been moving down Ch uh, cheng chi in the legend of the ten rings is now moved to may 7 2021 dr strange in the multiverse of madness is now moved to november 5th 2021 which is not really bad in, in a sense so it, it could be worse with that one uh thor love and thunder february 18th 2022 the eternals is now been moved to february 12 2021 black panther has now been moved to may 6 2022 and captain marvel 2 moved to july 8th 2022 now there were people shout out to my man jay dixon by the way he actually uh gave me the heads up on the extension uh, or on the extended calendar for all the movies now um i am not exactly pissed about that because i understand why this is happening and if you really think about it because i had to tell i had to tell a friend on um the acmg facebook group and when he was talking about this and he was really pissed that you know i'm like well first of all it's no fault it's really 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 no fault of marvel studios they're thinking very strategically to this and it, it just can't be helped it is no fault of their own in this case um i took it on an optimistic perspective and saying that basically this is for the better and it might be for the better because with everything that's going on right now 
they're it, it's smart to think uh, from an economic standpoint. You know, unemployment and the lack of everything uh, is is taking us uh, for a while. So it may take time to strengthen the economy back up and you know down the line of this year leading into next year and then the next year for that yeah things should get better once they get this um find this vaccine and you know better ways to handle the situation once we get that things will slowly come back so basically this whole entire thing is a wait out period it's you know who's going to be able to get through all of this at the time and that's what it's going to come down to so we really 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 have to lay it down and hold out and be as strongly as possible and and strategize as much as possible to get through all this because i mean lo and behold it's it's going to be tough it's going to be tough for some people who haven't planned properly who hasn't understood how to get through these things who have never been through these things before you know there's a it's kind of an inside joke uh in, in my community right now because it's kind of a thing where black people and, and mostly black people and maybe some other people of color i'm not sure but black people have had plight for so long and we have had our trials and tribulations and we struggle for so long so for us this is kind of normal for the rest of the world for some people who haven't ever had that or who are who had other privileges in life or have been granted other things but never had to work for it or had to grind for it they don't know how to handle this and a lot of people are like scared and rightfully so but they're also a situation where you have to strengthen up you got to toughen up you got to get through it i mean i've had my fair share of trial and tribulations in my life as well i mean it's it's it's, it's like breathing air for me and, and and other people that i've grown up with around the way so it, it this is one of those things and guess what we got through it we got through one of the reasons why we got through it is because we got through it together that's the thing and i think a lot of people because we're such an isolated society right now is that everybody feels like it's themselves that is that are going through this it's not it's all of us that's the one thing everybody's so isolated isolated in the mind that you don't realize that the person next to you or six feet away from you is going through the same thing and we all in this together that's the that's the routine this is the problem this is the effects of what happened in our society for the last few years that is quarantined their minds away from other people instead of being social like we should have been now people in the brink of darkness people are trying to figure out what to do and 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 badly doing it themselves no you need community to make this all work and, and to all of us to get through it that's plain and simple and the other thing is too that uh the friend also we were talking about and he was talking about and i want to mention this too kind of off topic but i'll mention it anyway because it'll help he is there by himself his uh significant other uh she is away she's being quarantined herself and he's you know he's had issues of handling uh the situation himself and i had to tell him i'm like because i've there and you know there's there's the big thing introverts and extroverts are now the new autobots and decepticons <laughs> for some reason but what people don't talk about is omniverts or ambiverts which that's me <laughs> and i'm a what that is is that i'm i'm a little bit of both 
but the good part is, is that I know how to balance my situation around. There are times I want to be around people and there are times I don't need to be around people. You know, that I can handle being around myself. I can go out, you know, and, and enjoy my company as, as much as I enjoy other company as well. You know, I have no real legion of one or the other. I'm not as needy, nor uh, do I need other people at, in a sense either. But I love to have community and gatherings. If I don't, that's not a big deal. But the thing is that I that I noticed about certain um, extroverts and is that they tend to really get anxiety whenever they do. Now, here's the thing. And I had to realize this growing up myself. You do everything you do, every action that you take, every decision that you make, it all is your decision. That is all you. Only you control how hard things are in life as well as how hard it's not. A lot of actions and all and decisions are all yours. So if you're feeling that way, it's because you're allowing yourself to feel that way. You also have the power to allow yourself not to feel that way and take things in a different perspective. That's the way I did it. I it's funny. I actually um I, I I figured that out when I watched the Seinfeld episode when George decided to do the opposite of everything that he was supposed to. Like, by the way, if you're young, you're probably I'm probably outdating myself right now if you listen to the show, but there was an episode where George Costanza actually did the opposite of everything he did because everything he was doing normally wasn't working. And the minute that he did that, everything started changing. Every, every, like literally everything started changing. And I I took that and I thought about that and I'm like, you know, that truly, truly is a thing that you could do. And I did that. I stopped doing the same patterns that I did and changed my whole entire situation. It got became a lot more confident in, in what I did. And dude, that works. I mean, so it, it really proves that it is all in your head. It's all you you know from a psychological standpoint from an individual standpoint it's all you you can change the way you write your story at any point in time and change the direction of where you want to go that is true indeed so just think about that you know as you're going through all these motions and quarantines and whatnot so it's it's i know it's hard but when you once you once you figure it out then you'll have full control of your life and yourself and this may change your whole entire way you do things after this whole entire situation happens this is the time where we figure out who's the survivors right now this is we're we're in a video game some um i actually put up a meme that somebody did with jim from uh the office and he's holding up two uh signs where it's like one of them said last year we were hype about end game the other then the uh, other panel said this year we are we all are in, in the game now so you know that's that's pretty much the situation right now that is exactly the situation that we're in and who's going to come out of this who's going to come out of this are we going to do it together that's when a question comes up so here we go that we'll see about that people uh and another movie who that actually has been postponed as well top gun maverick is now pushed to december 23rd from its original date of june 24th and that's going to be interesting that is another long awaited much anticipated movie that people have been dying to see uh it, it's you know is it going to make it up december is normally 
they, they, they've taken the Star Wars slot pretty much. That's pretty close to Christmas. And it's going to be interesting to see if people are going to be excited to see that. Because Top Gun is, is, it feels more like a summer blockbuster than a winter uh, epic film. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see if people want to see that. Because uh, every there's nothing about it that, re like, you could get away with Star Wars doing a you know being at christmas because it just has that that feeling it has that really interesting feeling top gun on december that seems like a a may april or june type of um you know of a, of a deal so i don't know we'll see it, that's gonna be interesting another one a quiet place uh, part two is now pushed to september 4th to 2020 very interesting now see that I would have saw going in December and <laughs> Maverick should take the September slot. I don't know. I think it should do it at a time when it's warmer, where people actually are excited about it. Wintertime in Top Gun and they're going to be in a beach. <laughs> so I don't know if that was a good idea. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out for sure, man. It, 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 we'll see. We'll definitely see. So let's go into some other marvel news of course um marvel studios hires jeff loveness to write the script for uh ant-man 3 loveness is known for writing uh such shows as rick and morty and jimmy kimmel live the hollywood reporter has also reported that the director of the first two ant-mans uh peyton reed will return to the uh studios for the project as well i am very excited about that um loveless does have a past experience with marvel as he wrote comics that centered around spider-man groot nova and others hey i'm in i'm in you know why because i love freaking rick and morty and i love jimmy kimmel live and e every time i watch either of those shows i do i laugh genuinely so i like this i absolutely like this idea um i can see a lot of great lines coming from this a lot of great dialogue great setup so this is a great combination uh, i'm all for this this is going to be awesome to see and uh, you know whatever disney or let me put it this way marvel studios rarely i mean i don't i don't know what movie i can name where it was badly cast not one i really that that really sticks out to me that i can say what was probably the least favorite marvel movie but it's not the worst and that would probably be thor too but other than that i can't fathom a casting or a choice of anything that they've done that was bad and uh jeff loveless loveness i i think that's going to be a good thing i think it's going to be a really good thing if he gives the same quality that he does for jimmy jimmy kimmel live and rick and morty are the two most popular tv uh, uh you know assets on in hollywood right now so that's a good deal i am all for that i'm down with that so let's see what happens i'm looking forward to it of course we don't have a release date for ant-man 3 and probably won't have it for any time soon maybe not until 2023 so hopefully paul rudd can stay young or they can generate him his fountain of youth from that point there so man it is going to be uh it's going to be very interesting it is going to be insanely interesting here so um i love what's going on in this world right now you know i tell you with all these Marvel movies extending and postponing, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, 
good things. And this is, you know, we get through the storm, we weather the storm, we got a lot of rewards coming in 2001 and 2002. Uh, and later this year, for that matter. I'm, you know what's the great part? If we do get to see Black Widow later this year in November, that means everything's in control. That means we're out more. We're able to do things better. Um, that That's awesome. I'm hoping that we could go and do things in August as well, uh, you know? And it, it, the, the sad reality is, is that, like, not everybody's going to make it through. I mean, there are a lot of... Um, independent companies out there that are probably just going to you know wash off and fade away due to this situation because you know they relied on other sources to do it power companies they'll be able to handle it fine but you know situations like this with the exception that some of them are are actually having to jettison some um really good quality staff out there you know unfortunately to do it but it's going to take time for things to grow back Ah, man, what a time we live in, boy, I tell you, I tell you. So, wrestling fans, if you've forgotten, which I'm pretty sure none of you did, this actually is WrestleMania weekend. This is insane. Why this man, this stubborn, old, egotistical, maniacal man, still believes that we should have a WrestleMania? He's doing empty arena matches. One just happened. I don't know exactly to the extent of what happened because I'm not watching it at all. I have no I have no interest in watching a WrestleMania. I stopped watching WrestleMania last year, I believe, or the year before. I, I just I stopped watching like main roster WWE content before. But I had no problem, you know, no hope of this being successful because he decided that instead of just doing what everybody else is doing is postponing events or even just waiting till next year he decides that he wants wrestlemania now he's gonna risk all of these wrestlers live including roman reigns who had to himself tell them i'm out the man has leukemia the man has immune uh, immune uh, deficiencies problems he cannot be out here you know doing all this bumping and all this stuff he really should not be out here doing anything wwe didn't say morally or ethically you need to stop your health matters they decided he decided they're like no it's too much going on there's too many people dying i have a family i need to get out there no vince is thinking about money i people i'm sorry wrestling fans look one there are other options two look at all the little things that this man if you look back if you stop ignoring everything that he's done and look back, that man has done so much bad shit. Okay, to get you know to get what he's gotten today, and I used to call him a genius, and to some extent he was a genius, but now his ego is getting in the way of his genius, and he's making stupid decisions. He's making greedy decisions, and the bad part is there is a flock of sheep that is going to stick with him because they don't understand it themselves or they're ignoring it but i digress this is wrestlemania week and in honor of their two-day empty arena event (laughs) they you know ign decided to put out a list of the best wrestling games of all time i'm going to read off this list as it is the most absurd list of wrestling games I have ever now take note 
this list that they made, whoever made this list, based it on all of the games that have come out in America only. But even still to that extent, there are, for what I understand, there may be over probably 200 wrestling games that is that has come out in the last maybe 40 years uh, after what I'm reading. And I'll mention all that as to what's going to happen this week on Select Start in reference to all this. This is the shittiest list I've ever, ever read for a wrestling. And I'm, I'm a, you know me, you guys, if, if you listen to me, if you know me in front of ACMG group, you know, I am a avid, avid avid wrestling fan and a wrestling gamer shout out to gary gibbs the second in our group because he also plays the same games even the imports that i do you know there are plenty of us out there man that 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 have really played hardcore wrestling games out there and there's a ton and it's really great but whoever did this list only based it on the games that came out in america there's so many other games but even still, there's still other games that came out in America that should have been on this list. Some, the, some of the picks that they made was crappy. So let me run down the line here. And whether I agree or not with this, by the way, Saturday Night Slam Master was number 10. I'll give that a run because I love the characters. I love what they did with the uh, with the characters on and how they did it. It was very arcadey Capcom. It's one of my favorite Capcom games of all time because of that. Fire Pro Wrestling World was number nine, respectfully, based upon the fact that they put in so much content. I didn't like the way that they did the pixel design for it and in, in, in the way they did it, because it kind of, it, it's it, it's really weird how they did it in a sense that they had the legs, the arms all separate from each other. So you can change up the parts, but it, it looks like they're not all. It looks like they're all pasted on in a sense. So the high definition of it really exposed it in a sense. I I, I would replace that with you know just from a fun standpoint and a I don't know I I, I think Fire Pro Wrestling uh, D on a PlayStation Two was better or Fire Pro Wrestling Returns was to me was visually the better looking game and but to their respect this one had a lot of content and it had the new japan pro wrestling stars in there so i mean it's still a really great game and the addition of allowing you to create online and, and upload it's not and that creative system is not perfect but it does really make a, a really interesting i do have a lot of fun with it so i it does belong on the list in, in, in some case what does belong on the list wwf wrestlemania the arcade game as fun as that arcade game was it it really wasn't really a wrestling game at all um it was just a a button mashing you know crazy game it it should not be on here wrestlemania 2000 is number seven uh that should be higher on the list in my opinion that should not be there at all uh that game was phenomenal and even better virtual pro wrestler it's it's uh polar opposite from japan which used the same exact engine at the time was even a better game than this uh so that should have been an error in some cases this game number five number six should not have ever been in this game ultimate muscle or kanikaman nisa nisa legends versus generation that game should never been on this list i i played that game i actually enjoy that game 
but the game is extremely simplistic. There are way better games, way, way better games than this. It was stupid. The worst part about that game was this was a game that used the Aki engine. And so for some reason, they did not give them the robust type of features that you would got from WrestleMania 2000, from No Mercy, from even Def Jam Fight for New York or Vendetta. You, It was very simplistic stupidly simplistic like insanely simplistic and although i love the show i love the anime series i'm a big kaneko man fan i just hated the way they, they simplified the entire game experience with that game should not be in there it doesn't deserve to be on air it, it really has i've and i've owned just because i'm a fan of it i've owned it on the PlayStation 3, on the GameCube, on the PSP, uh, or the PS Vita. I've owned a lot of those, but none, and they all use the Aki engine and not to, it, not to its totality. That does not deserve to be on there. WWE 2K14, I think I think it was a good, uh, one of the good games. I played so many of them. I, I still think that the, I think the one with Punk was better. Um, I forgot which 2K game was, but the one that Punk was on the front cover was better than that one. I think it was maybe 16, I think, or what was it, 13? I'm not sure. But it also had the Attitude Error in here, so that one was cool. I like that one. Um, to some ex- to some respect, 19 is actually really good, too, because um, they did a lot of... They made up for what they did on 18 with that, so I really did like 19 a lot and i'm still actually playing from time to time at 19 i have not brought 20 at all so i refuse to buy that game even if i think at this point if it's like even 20 bucks i'm not even messing with because it it's just such a it, it it sucks it just sucks this is another game that should never been on air number four wwe all-stars another really simplistic much like ultimate muscle very simplistic arcade game it was over the top it was no it, it just was not uh, there were so many people on the on off on the forum uh, in the comment section of this article that were cursing them out because it's like, what are you? Are you crazy? Um, this one, in all respect, does stay in here. WWE, uh, WWE SmackDown. Here comes the pain. That was a really beloved version of the SmackDown series that THQ uh, came out with. It, when it comes to Ukes, Ukes is a hit or miss. Ukes is a big hit or miss. Um, they would have, there's one year that they'll have a really good game that they've made. And then the next year they kind of fumble and it becomes a little bit glitchy, whether it's buggy or something like that. It, it's a hit or miss year. They, their batting average is really cool. A lot of people don't like Ukes, but I respect Ukes because they have been around for a long time since Power Move. Um, and people forgot that that was their game which was the original new japan pro wrestling game in japan and they tend to forget about how really good they do they have some really good successful games out there uh it's not just aki but aki for the most part has been always a even even with ultimate muscle being simplistic the engine itself was always solid extremely solid well done so when you use that like say number two Def Jam Fight for New York, it never fails. It always gives you grit. There was never any bugs or anything going on with that game. I, I was told that No Mercy had bugs, and I I guess I brought the card the game 
after that they fixed that situation i i i, I never did but def jam fight for new york too now here's the thing as much as i love def jam fight for new york i would i would argue that def jam fight for new york is more of a fighting game than an actual wrestling game because one it there were times that it did happen in rings and whatnot that's one thing but other times there were it was more street brawling as well so it was a bit of a hybrid game in a sense i trust me i love it i love that game to death and i if if ea was smart they would remaster that game and bring it back out for the current gen systems and for the nintendo oh if they would do you know how many do you know how much money they i I truly believe that they would make money off of bringing those games back i i i could be wrong but i have it on hindsight that people love that game if they put a fresh coat of paint on it it will be such an awesome experience man oh love it absolutely love it number one really no argument to an extent is no mercy i undeniably uh everybody everybody in america considers that the best game in the world but if you if you like myself like gary in our acmg facebook group did if, if you're like us who play the import and, and there's a lot of other people in the group that is are that are hardcore wrestling game fans and have played the uh imports and has spent a lot of money on those imports um the opposite of no mercy in japan which i still own and archived in my closet right now with my nintendo 64 virtual pro wrestling 2 which was the it was their no mercy in japan the same engine same aki engine but they used it to display all of the all japan pro wrestling characters the new japan pro wrestling characters um in L wrestlers the mixed martial the pan craze wrestlers um i mean fighters the mixed martial arts fighters there were some pride fighters in there as well there was so much um it was it was a hybrid it wasn't just like wrestling it was also mixed martial arts in there as well so that one was awesome uh you got to come out with the belts this time around and it was just it was so cool the game was forever (laughs) like you would play it consistently all the time so as much as i love no mercy and for if you're talking about games in america no mercy definitely deserves to be number one in wrestlemania to to that respect should be number two def jam fight for new york if you're gonna make it a wrestling game should be like number five smackdown here comes the pain should be um number three to that respect uh then fire pro should be way down on that list any any fire pro game that you mentioned should be way down the list because spike uh, spike tune soft is no freaking joke when it comes to making those games now the reason why i even mention this is because i'll leave it let the cat out the bag and i'll repeat it when it we're over but this week on select start there's a book that i have that i found out when i was listening to uh wrestling observer radio there was a guy who called and mentioned that this is there there was a book called wrestling with pixels it was a crowdfunded uh book that came out and lo and behold i've actually got my hands on it and was at the idea that i was fascinated that a game about 
uh, that a book about the history of wrestling video games was being made. Um, the game, the movie itself, I mean, not the movie, the book itself is actually really, really good. But lo and behold, I was going to reach out to the person, to the author of this book. And the author of this book is Alden Surly. Unfortunately, I had a hard time doing it. And this was, uh, and after doing some research, I found out this was also done by one of the guys from uh, Botromania. If you're a wrestling fan, you know Botromania. So I reached out to him. And lo and behold, there's a situation that has happened. And it has been documented. It has been talked about on, uh, in some other wrestling outlets out there. But it's not, it wasn't highly on the radar. And after I talked to this guy online and we, you know, he replied back and we had a whole conversation because he told me about some things. I'll explain all of this this week because that's going to be like the main topic. This book has literally over 40 years of uh, wrestling games that has come out from all systems and it, it documents all of it. So this is like if you wanted to know about every single wrestling game that's ever been made, this book is, is, is covering it. Now, this book, this crowdfunded book is not without its controversy. So we'll be talking about all of that as well. What happened, how this book get made and what was told to me by one of the people who was partially in this. It was supposed to be fully in this, but came under a situation. So this week on Select Start, we're going to be talking wrestling games, but we're going to be reviewing the book Wrestling with Pixels and the world tour of wrestling games so we're going to talk about that whether it was worth is it worth getting or not and you know should we check it out but also some of the fallout that came out with this game as well with that what i'm sorry i keep saying game or movie with this book as well so we'll be talking about that shortly so last bit of news that is going to segue right into our talk topic of the week and that is final fantasy 7 remake pre-download is in effect if you haven't turned on your playstation in a while and you pre-ordered the game uh, the di- deluxe the digital deluxe copy you need to turn it on put it on rest mode and allow your game to download before friday comes the game will not be released early unfortunately as a result of this pre-download uh, the game's download is about roughly 68 gigs maybe more coming down the line that will lead to 100 gigs. Uh, there may be some extra things that are p- coming. I'm not sure. But it was it was said. It's, uh, IGN has reported that it's closely to 100 gigs. The people of uh, Square Enix wanted to assure that everyone who ordered the game digitally get a chance to do it in advance. Because it is a, it, it's a big file. It's a big game. Huge game. Literally, it is 86 gigs. Producer Yoshinori Kitasi. Uh, talked about how some folks at home due to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic may experience extra pressure with your bandwidth time. So that's why they wanted to do it early. And I commend him and the whole entire team for doing that because I can imagine so many people normally, because normally when you do a download comes at midnight or pre-downloads, you know, if it's a lot of people buying these these games, it does take it up. And here you got 86 gigs. It's not like you have a 30 gig game or even a 50 gig game because 50 is usually 50, 60 maybe is usually the highest. When you get to 80 to 100, that's an insanely big game. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 was 76, so they even want like a few gigs more with this. And you want to make sure that you get it in because you, 
you want at the stroke of midnight you want to play this game you want it to be ready you want to you know make sure everything's in all set so yeah um download it now get it out of the way and get ready because we are in for a ride and what better time to be have to if you had to be quarantined in damn if you might as well have a you might as well be in golf with a game that's just going to take your mind away from it all and this game will do it i guarantee you this game will do it. i mean you got another uh, whole flock of games that you're going to do it but you got a brand new game that is probably as every bit as epic as any marvel studios game you've ever played and now you'll get a chance to actually play this game on friday so get ready man because this was it, it this game is more needed than ever <laughs> i'm telling you now you know what else is needed a break so that is it for what's new in the world of acmg we are going to take a break we are going to come back and when we do we're going to talk about the legacy of seven running down all of what made this game so great and how it changed the industry and everything about it and getting ready for what's going to happen this week as we have the biggest blockbuster of the year coming we'll do all that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Now, many years ago, Square Enix released a groundbreaking title that went on to become one of the most beloved games in PlayStation and video game history. Tonight, I am proud to announce that by popular demand, we have a very special treat for everyone. Long ago, we looked upon a foreboding sky. The memory of the star that threatened all burns eternal in our hearts. In its wake, came an age of silence. Yet with each fond remembrance, we knew those encountered were not forgotten. That someday we would see them again. Perhaps it was no more than wishful thinking. After the long calm, there are now the beginnings of a stir. The reunion at hand may bring joy, it may bring fear, but let us embrace whatever it brings. 
For they are coming back. At last, the promise has been made. A little bit of excitement. We're proud to announce that Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming first to PlayStation 4. folks we are back with our talk topic of the week and it is a look back at one of the greatest games of all time there is no argument about that i am not a turn-based rpg fan whatsoever but there's i'll be hard to deny the impact that this game has brought in what you just heard was the audio of the live record of the live uh reaction to e3 2015 when they first announced that this was coming and i got tears just looking at that again and it was just absolutely phenomenal was, i don't know what was going on during the time of that of 2015 but i do know that there was a lot of things that were coming out that we were waiting for forever and it felt like there was hope in the world and stuff like that when it was coming out and I just looked at that again and it was like i remember that feeling i remember that feeling and the way that they the way that square enix you know shout out to them and how they teased the promotion of that it was brilliantly done and when people started hearing the music and people started hearing the actual you know uh the the signature sounds of final fantasy 7 and then followed by you saw barrett's gun and then followed by you saw the back of cloud and people were like this is not happening and all the world just went crazy the gaming community the gaming world just went crazy for this there were people literally like tears were going down their eyes much like i, I am with just looking at that again because it was just like it's such a great feeling that you're finally getting what you want and people listen to you and now we're here we are five days away from the greatest game of the year and i'm gonna say it right now i got a big feeling this game will be the game of the year bar none um just even playing off the demo i playing the demo was like watching a marvel movie it really felt like that and the minute that cloud came out from the train from the iconic scene where he comes off on the train and makes his first appearance i literally screamed when i when I, i i got really excited when i played that demo and it was awesome this game has such a great impact in people's life gamers lives and now we got a new generation that will understand what we loved about this game as well but they get to see a much better version of this for sure so i am excited about this but we're going to talk about why this game is so you know much anticipated and why the hype for this game is coming this week because guaranteed there's going to be nothing else that matters but this game final fantasy was indeed a game changer for not only rpg games but for the gaming industry in general uh this was during the era of the playstation one and they playstation sony needed something that really make some noise and man they they didn't just have final fantasy but they had a bunch of other games but final fantasy really really brought them in in a way that no other game company was going to do it 
And a lot of that had to do with the fact that they were had the capabilities and the disc space, the uh, the CD-ROM space to be able to do what these guys have did with the three disc game that they came out with. So thanks to the efforts of producer Hiro Nobu Sakagachi and Yoshinori Katase, who actually is overseeing the remake as well, uh, they created a game that was the first of its kind as it not only evolved from the traditional 2D RPG, uh, JRPG uh, over the top pan view, but also created a complete 3D character model which was layered on over like a large 2D stage. Uh, this was a common thing for PlayStation to do. I mean, they did that with games like Unimusha and Resident Evil. So it, it allowed people to play smoke and mirrors with the uh, way that they designed and developed games in here. And this was one of the other ones too. Um, so they created these 2D stages and maps that you can travel from place to place in. Um, so that was really cool. But more importantly, Final Fantasy VII was in fact the first game that took video games to the next level of development by creating a cinematic experience that you only seen in movies at the time. And not only had become a main stable in the industry in general, not only pr uh, producing games that match up to the blockbuster films that we all see today, but also being portrayed by some of Hollywood's most popular successful actors. Like if you look at a lot of these games that we see now, I mean, Tom Clancy games and um, God, uh, going back to Unimusha 3, we had Jean, Jean Reno. That was the biggest actor. Like the, that was like the highest quality actor that we had doing a video game at the time. And he kind of set the standards himself for other actors to be able to play in video games. So like, I don't know where the hell Jean Reno is right now, but he actually was a, he was a uh, game changer in his own self. Like there was, we never had any actors being that big there, but he was the one, but it wasn't, be, but it was only because Final Fantasy gave us, gave developers and the gaming industry and I did a, we can make epic blockbuster experiences and video games and final fantasy 7 was the game that did just that with the power of the original playstation uh playstation's use of cd-roms the company once known as squaresoft now square enix was uh, able to be the most ambitious and risk-taking development in history uh the the success of the game could take the industry into the depths of prosperity like never before thanks to the company's ability to execute a three-disc classic it, it, you know, that they did, it did just that from both a revolutionary and economically, economical standpoint, actually. So it really made it, it, God, I can't even fathom how many games have used Final Fantasy VII as a template to do the, 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 I was about to say the films, you know, some now, nowadays you can't tell the difference, but the actual, uh, you know games that we play today you know it the idea came directly from that um they also the game the game's uh theme and premise was also a game changer as the company did away with the cliche you know DD or dungeons and dragons setting that most our uh, role-playing games usually do at the time and they went for a more modern city landscape a look and feel uh, filled with factories, uh, city slum villages, and skyscrapers, along with vehicles and aircrafts taking the place of horses and flying creatures. So now that's not to say that they didn't have, you know, because if you summoned, you could still summon creatures and all this stuff, but it was a mixture of both. So you kind of like a uh, alchemist type of 
uh, ordeal that they were doing in a modern day city kind of like full metal alchemist pretty much so the materia system was also uh, also played a factor in the game as it allowed you to boost your abilities and stats throughout the game using these orbs now i would be remiss if i would so i would if i uh, didn't talk about why i'm more excited about playing this game and beating this game because lo and behold even though i've played final fantasy so many times i have a psychological block due to the fact that dating back and i've mentioned this before that i've played this game i went all the way up to the part where they had the black materia and when i got the black materia and i was on the train and i actually lost the opportunity to get the black materia and getting the black materia it really changed the way the game was going to be played and if you got to play if i remember correctly you guys can correct me if i got the black materia then i was able to get the ultimate weapon and i believe some something different happens from there but if not you get a type of different experience throughout the game and the problem was i stupidly saved way too far and not enough to go back to that part so i would have had to in fact go from the beginning i think i was already in disc two at this point in order for me to go and get the black material which was very vital and important to the game <laughs> i would have had to start the game all over again and i immediately just i gave up on playing the original final fantasy 7 because of that and i think it's also partly the reason why i don't like playing turn-based rpg games i think it might it might stem from the game that i respect and love dearly but now we got this version that's coming out that's going to be more action-based and it's still going to be turn-based as well but it's going to cater to everybody much like final fantasy 15 did which by the way i did not notice mark uh henry cavill said uh it's, it's rumor i don't know how true this is but it, I, I was i read that henry cavill yes yeah, superman and the witcher actually loves final fantasy 15 rock on if that is true <laughs> so um it also had a lot of you know this game also had a lot of iconic characters and i mean really iconic characters uh and i think a lot of that is due to the character design by the legendary artist tetsuya um namuda and uh nomuda actually and one thing i do with lures me to games especially back when you know back in the day because i'm an artist and i used to love character i know i don't use i didn't used to love character i still love character design um what i love about character design is like it has to be really dynamic it has to be really eye-catching it has to draw me in uh i can name a few uh, tetsuya uh nomuda nomuda i was is definitely one of them uh who is uh who else do i like akiman is one of them um keiji inafune especially out big keiji inafune fan and the stuff that he did with mega man um you know the, all of those type of characters had big eyes you know um just somewhat of a heroic look in your face and a face of determination and he's able to do that each one of the characters you know just looking at them you could tell their personality from there it, it you know non-verbally it reads off and you got that when you watch you know characters like cloud tifa barrett Arif. Arif is like the gentle kind motherly like tifa is the you know independent tough you know um empowering uh, female character cloud is the cool but emo you know driven character in the game barrett is 
you know, he that dude. <laughs> but you also had other characters like Sephiroth, who's a lot of times is considered one of the greatest villains in video game history. And I know there are more now, and they, but back then he was cutthroat to people. He and if we play this game again, he may his his he may go back up on the leaderboards <laughs> on this too. Who knows? But Zephroth was. Is still in a many considered one of the greatest villains of all time, like maybe like even the top five, top three. And uh, you had that, and he just you hated him, you hated him for what he's done, for what he you know he's about to do. And get ready because we got to relive some things that we probably don't want to relive on this new game either, too. So, um, yeah, you do got to remember that. You got uh, Red 13, you got Cat Sif, Sid, one of many Sids from different universes. They should just do an all Sid game, and that'd be very interesting. Yuffie, the ninja, Vincent Valentine, uh, former Turk, and then you got the Turks, Reno, Brood, Alina, Zeng. Love, they, the comedy relief is probably those characters right there. And then you got Zach Fair, who plays a kind of an integral part in Cloud's past. So, I mean, there's a lot of characters that you can remember and love, and seeing them all coming back again is going to be so awesome. And if you played the demo, man, you're, you, you I, I couldn't play that. I would say I was going to play that demo again. I couldn't play that demo because I feel like I want to be just as excited again. I got a taste of what it's going to feel like to play that game. Um, I decided, like, no, I'm going to hold, I'm going to reserve for it and get ready to play it this week because i am so ready to got get that experience especially now more than ever so we got that one of the most dramatic and saddest moments in video game history came from this game in the form of Arif, who died at the hands of zephyroth again i don't think this is going to be on disc one i don't think this is going to be on the first uh the first game of this one even though it's 100 gigs they said it's going to fill up a lot and it's going to warrant another two games um but i will tell you i am i don't know if i'm ready for that scene because now we got that we, we're, we're going to relive that scene and this time we're going to relive it with better graphics than we did before we a lot of people cried during that scene when it was just 32-bit pixels now we at this level where these guys look real and we got we're gonna have to revisit that part in a more realistic way i don't know how they're gonna handle it it's gonna be crazy um but i am so looking forward that moment it was a moment that rival any shakespearean playwright in the eyes of game of the gaming community and i know there's some there's some uppity people who will probably look at video games and look at you know even anime or comics and look at it it's not it's not a form of uh art in a sense that shakespeare or hemingway or any of those i so argue that because you go back to their era they were in the same plane you know when you look at marvel movies yeah they're not you know they're not a sophisticated they are sophisticated but they're not like a form of you know uh theatrical art that you would consider but it you can't deny you cannot deny what has done how would it you know art is true art is what brings out the emotion in somebody undeniably like whether they deny it or not you can't help the way somebody feels when they see your oh, oh, uh, somebody's work being shown in front of their eyes so when you see something like this or like i said any type of form you know fandom that we are loving today it is art in its best 
And the only reason why people would deny it is because they haven't looked at it and checked it out themselves. So I would definitely compare that moment to something that you've read in a book in the past. It's a very deep and endearing moment that's going to live a long time in the eyes of many other people. Um, the game's popularity lasted for decades, and even to this day. I mean, obviously, we're getting the remake now. Uh, and so to the point that years later, a movie based on the aftermath of Final Fantasy VII known as Avent Children was released with humongous excitement with its in which by the way the graphics and in character design of in the character i believe the character uh the character director or designer of the movie worked on this to make them look exactly like what we saw in avent children which after watching avent children this looks actually better than it did before because everything's so updated now so i mean it, it looks awesome but uh, that was released with humongous excitement and it with its next level character design and highly enhanced CGI animation, along with the fact that we finally heard the iconic characters talk. And that was something that we didn't get a chance to list, uh, get last time around. So um, with the game and such. So now we get a chance to hear them, the Japanese voices and the American voices, because they did a, um, a dub version of it as well, which, by the way, I don't know why. You cannot find the uh, English dub version of that anywhere, virtually almost anywhere. And I know sub fans that are listening to this right now are like, well, yeah, because they but shut up, shut up. <laughs> no, actually, if you ever want to watch the movie again for free and you want to watch the English version, it is available on Crackle of all places. Yes, Sony's Crackle. Um, unfortunately, you will have to watch commercials in between to see it. But the, if you want to, if you enjoy it, the japanese i mean the english version it's out there um if you like the japanese version you can buy it anywhere and the hd version they say it's the complete version but it's not the complete it, the complete version will be dual audio plus behind the scenes and all the stuff maybe the last order but it's really not so just be aware of that if you're looking to or, or um buy that again on any other type of you know uh video format from there so um the excitement and fandom of the game was made even more evident when they released a a movie before Advent Children, which was called Final Fantasy: The Spirit Within. Which I forgot who was the lead uh, actor. There was I think Alec Baldwin was one of the actors in there. I forgot who the female actor was um, on that. But it was released with very underwhelming reviews. I remember going to the theater to see that. I was so bored with this and, and we're watching this and all the while fans myself included were asking why didn't they just make a final fantasy 7 movie in the first place and especially after seeing avid children because watching avid children it really played up to everything that we wanted to see in a 3d animated beautiful version of final fantasy if that would have came out on theaters that would have been much better they tried to do it and put on a-list celebrities on this and it nobody remembers the even remembers the actual premise of that movie like it was just i i will refuse to watch that movie again there's no point in me watching that movie ever again um for but for what it was worth it was a beautiful looking movie like the characters look insanely real um but it, it just was it, it didn't feel like final fantasy anything at all and all the while at the time we was like no we want final fantasy 7 we got it 
it lived up to the hype. Now, granted, I will say, when it was all said and done, Avon Children was praised by many, despite the fact that the plot and dialogue was somewhat of a bit complex or confusing at times, and you would have to watch it a few times to really understand what's going on. And I know there's going to be some people who are like, who are just going to say, like, "Well, I got it from the start." No, yeah, shut up, pretentious bastards. <laughs> but no, it, it really like it, it. What it did was visually stimulate people more than uh, you know intrigue them via the dialogue or whatever which wasn't as good and we'll talk about that more because next week i am going to actually review both last order and Evan children looking back at that one too um because there's no way that i'm going to be able to review final fantasy 7 on day one of next week when it comes out on friday that is for sure but we're going to keep the momentum going with that so all that mattered with when it came to that movie was that the epic, the final epic face-off between Cloud and Zephyroth, which met the hype and was well worth the price of a missionary. So people got what, exactly what they want from that film, in a sense. They got all of the favorite characters and they were able to get um, the big epic fight. And it was epic indeed. So Square, uh, Square Enix also continued the momentum of the game and connected to the Final Fantasy universe with an anime, which was released along with Avon Children. If you guys remember when you got the DVD set for that, uh, called Last Order, which you can watch right now on, uh, you can watch that anywhere. Like YouTube, you, there, there are like three different um, YouTube uh, channels that are um, playing that right now, subtitle and, and all. So uh, you can check that out on YouTube right now if you want. But that was interesting. That was based on the actual situation. It, it Its focus was basically the point of when Zephyroth figured out that he was created by Genova and he went he was no longer the hero of of uh the town or the world that everybody loved him to be from soldier he became the one winged angel he was the one winged angel was born at that point so there was also a couple of spin-off games that came from this initially um such as the Devil May Cry uh, inspired Dirge of uh, Cerebrus star, uh, for the PlayStation 2, starring Vincent Valentine, the former Turk, that uh, takes place a year after Avon Children, which was really not well received by fans or critics alike. Uh, they, I remember uh, watching uh, X Play when they uh, reviewed it, and Adam Sessler, I, God, I used to love X Play and Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb. Oh, shout out to them. I, I miss G4. Um, but Adam Sessler had a really, I got to find that. I really have to find that. But he had a really funny review on that because he was he was really uh, pissed off at the fact that it was so many cutscenes and not enough actual uh, gameplay in there. So that was one of the things. It was, it just lacked, it was so, see, it was so cutscene heavy with the game. And the gameplay wasn't nearly there. So you got that. Meanwhile, another spinoff for the PSP, and I can't talk about this game enough. Final Fantasy VII, or Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Final Fantasy VII which was released in September 13th, 2007, starring the character and soldier recruit, I believe first class, he was a first uh, class soldier recruit, Zach Fair, who was not only the previous owner of Cloud's Buster Sword, but also the person whose memories Cloud projected thinking it was his own. So this whole that whole entire thing was awesome. I cannot talk 
enough about crisis core i love that game so much i've been wanting them to bring that game back out for so long and i don't know what they're doing with that it's just collecting dust i really love that game the game was considered an action um rpg due to its uh somewhat realistic you know uh combat system because it, it was it wasn't turn-based by far but it allowed you if i remember correctly you were able to dodge and you know had a one-point perspective of uh attack that you were doing the minute that you were able to dodge so it was the gameplay was so intuitive it was so engaging way more engaging and i believe i absolutely believe that those who played the game or myself and those who played the game uh believe that crisis course combat system is the template for other final fantasy games that came later like final fantasy 15 and now final fantasy remake it with just very a lot more modifications to it as well so the combat system was just you know one of the things that made the game so great and memorable but the other thing was the overall story that they told and the character development as well as the epic ending and end credit scene which had zach still fighting while in the brink of death and being gunned down by the turks and slowly the credits roll as he's getting shot up and killed it was so crazy i i literally i think i think i've played that game and played the game completely two to three or four times and and and, and just it was just so good i really enjoyed it it told a really great side story um I felt like it, 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 it what they did with that game was way more successful than with um star what they did with star wars rogue one and and solo like it really told a great story you got a chance to get to know zach a lot better um as a character and it was just cool it is really really cool i wonder if they're gonna do anything with zach in this game it would be awesome that we get a whole like zach side story in, in between all this because they said there's gonna be a lot more detail so why not give us a tiny bit of zach in this game maybe even if it's not this game it's the other two games and you know have him play out some of the scenes that really of what really happened you know to pay homage for crisis core because i think that game deserves way more praise i don't think it got a lot of sales and uh it was successful in, in terms of sales but i think you know it's a very cool cult classic uh game based on one of the greatest games ever so since the release of the uh, game on 2000 uh in 2008 uh many fans have wanted a re-release for this game but you know for we'll see if it ever actually happens final fantasy has inspired so many fans and celebrities around the world uh one in particular uh that if you're a wrestling fan you know is a big fan of this and that is the one and only kenny omega aew wrestler uh executive vice president and the man of many moves in particular video game related inspired moves including the v trigger which is one of the nastiest looking knees i've ever seen to somebody's jaw and also his finisher the one winged angel yes named after zephyroff he has also come out wearing uh when he wrestled for new japan for wrestling coming out in zephyroff clothing with the one wing angel with the one wing on the side it's pretty awesome uh he's a as you know if you're a wrestling fan you know he's a big gamer and you know we see a lot of stuff like this we see a lot of references from uh final fantasy and you know throughout sports and and, and uh more pop more sports than i think you know pop other parts of pop culture in general but uh this game has inspired a lot of people zephyroff alone 
you know, is when it comes to, you know, villains is, you know, it's like Scarface to some people. <laughs> so uh, characters from the game have also appeared in other games, including one of one outside of Final Fantasy in Square Enix uh, realm, including uh, Dissidia, which is a fighting game that they made for the, uh, culminating all of the Final Fantasy characters. Um, there's three games that came out, one for two for the um, PlayStation Portable, which then uh, you can still play on a, play, a PS Vita if you own that. And then, which I think are better than NT. NT or is okay. It's not better. It's nowhere near better than the, uh, the original two from uh, the PSP. I love the two from the PSP. So basically, it's, it's their version of Secret Wars. Like, and I'm talking about the original Marvel Secret Wars. You know, all of the... All of the groups from all of the universes of Final Fantasy come together and they're fighting against uh, good versus evil. And it's this big chess game that they are playing to see who's going to actually overcome, you know, the uh, one or the other. And it's really cool. It's a lot of great dialogue in there, a lot of great characters and everything. It's it's awesome game. NT, I remember reviewing that. I wasn't too happy with the, how they set that up and put that together. It was just, it was, it they, they did a lot. It, it reminded me, now it's still a good play, a fun, playable game, but it's not an easy game to play either. But it reminded me of like what EA did with Def Jam Vendetta or the Def Jam, uh, you know, series. They had a great game with the Aki engine for Def Jam Vendetta. Then they came out with a better game with Def Jam Fight for New York. And then they just and then Aki decided to stop doing things. And what happened afterwards? They came out with the crap known as Def Jam Icon. That's what NT kinda is to me in a sense. Not to that extent, not that bad, but not nearly that bad. But it does have that that vibe that you know they change things around and just like if it ain't broke don't fix it so just keep it there but just up just repolish it give it a new coat of paint whatever like that and it kind of fell off a bit on that note but it, it it was you know the city series is one of my favorite series kingdom hearts also has a ton of different uh characters from final fantasy including the final fantasy uh seven characters um I believe Lion. Uh, I believe the Final Fantasy VIII character is in there as well as uh, Cloud and Tifa and a few others is in there as well. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people remember this game that I'm going to talk about right now. Air Guys. <laughs> Air Guys was a um, game that I believe it came out on uh, PlayStation One. It was a fighting. It was a open arena fighter much like you would see like my hero academia and uh psychic force and all those other games is like you know open arena fighting game and what made this game even extra special was that you got the chance to play as cloud and zephyroth in the game they didn't really have anything to do with it as far as uh storyline but they were just in there as extra characters so you could get to play and it was it was one of the reasons why everybody wanted to play that game i, I brought that game so many times just for that reason i actually still have that game i believe for the japanese uh ps vita in my in my uh playstation account which yes i can still play to this day uh when i download it so you know it's it's one of those games that's like it was just it wasn't the best game in the world but just the fact that it was it was just yeah it was pretty subpar solid you know game but it had cloud in a fighting game so it was like one of the first fighting games that cloud was in not the best though the best 
use of Cloud in a fighting game by far, still to this day, probably is Super Smash Brothers, which he is in two of them, in, including the recent one, Ultimate, uh, which at this point, if you're in Smash Brothers, if you're a character that is being represented and displayed in Super Smash Brothers, that means you're among the great... The, the, can I say Super Smash Brothers is like the Mount Rushmore of video games or the Briars Club of video games? Because like if you're if you if your character made it into that exclusive club, that means not only you made a mark on video game on, on video game history, that you are an established character that will last. And shout out to Yacht Club Games because this, here you have an indie company. You have an indie uh, company that made Shovel Knights. And Shovel Knight not only got in the game in some form or fashion, but it also has an amiibo. So that speaks volumes about being along the lines of all of these characters in the games. You know, like the Pac-Mans, the Mega-Mans, the Simon Belmonts, the Trevor Belmonts, you know, the Zeldas, and the Metroid, you know, the Samus's. And now you got, you know, that. But you also got other characters like Ryu and Ken, and you also got Cloud that's huge that's like if anybody if they're going to pull other people from other you know games you can't do it without a cloud there's no way in hell so i mean overall this this has done it this is really a big deal if not for this game god knows we would have been done in the industry how far i mean somebody would have done something for the industry but it's 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 it's, it's a wonder as to how far we would have gone this game has led has led a chain of really cool evolutionary things to happen in the industry that allows other people to think big in a, in the same way so with that said thank you to all of them everybody involved in the making of final fantasy 7 it has been a blast and it has changed the way that i get to play games that you get to play games and everything thank you producer hironobu uh, sakaguchi and especially director yoshinori Katasi. Um, I'm ready. I am looking forward to playing this new game when it comes out uh, this Friday. I am. I know you guys are ready to play it. I am excited as hell. I, this is just going to be celebrated majorly throughout the entire week of that. So, folks, get ready. It's coming. And like I said, if you're if you have a better reason to be quarantined, if you need a reason to be uh, quarantined and stay in the house and be safe. As a gamer, especially, Final Fantasy VII should be that game, bar none. Uh, I think it's going to be a blast. It's, it's, I'm so looking forward to this. So, folks, get ready, get set, and that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. Thank you guys so very much, as always. Thank you to everybody, all of the new listeners out there that is checking out this show. Uh, if you're not, if you're new to this uh, game, uh, to this podcast, and you are. Um, Look, thinking about actually uh, subscribing to us. I'm looking at other things as I'm talking to my bad. But um, but as you're looking at this, uh, if you're listening to this and you like what you hear, you like all the content, you like our interviews and such, um, go on to TalkTimeLive.com. You could check it out there. You could go and check out all of our interviews, over 40 interviews with some of the best in all things, anime, comics, movies, and games, bar none. And... Uh, if everything is in the plan, if we get back in order, there's more to come. Guaranteed. I trust you. Trust me on that. Uh, 
And if you want to subscribe to all of this, you can go to Spotify, you can go to iHeartRadio, you can go to Apple Podcasts, you can go to Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, and all Amazon devices. We are everywhere and anywhere you need to be. So folks, thank you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for keeping me sane throughout this whole thing. Thank you for listening to me and everything that's going on right now. And if you want to find a good safe haven to talk about your favorite fandoms, please come over to the ACMG Facebook group. If you're 18 or older with a legit actual profile of five years or older and you answer all of the questions that are given and you read all the rules and you understand all that, you will be granted in to a community that you can talk about any of the things that you want to talk about. We have a lot of great things that we're going to be doing to keep everybody, you know, comfortable and, and uh, sane as possible during these times. So, you know, stick to us. Go to Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG1. I'll repeat that one more time. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG1. You can check it out. Keep track of everything that's going on. Meet new people enjoy this is if any time to socialize it's now this is now the time even if you're an introvert you still want to have a conversation with people you be your own person like i said before you make the decision to do what you want and what you don't want to do you control your life any way you want so if you want to reach out to people go reach out to people if you want to you know have anxiety yeah, go ahead and have anxiety and feel lonely and, you know, crazed out. But know that that's your decision and you can change the way you make your decision. So remember that you are the writer of your own book. Write a good story for yourself. So, folks, that will do it. On behalf of myself, all I got to say is learn to let go, live life and love all things anime, comics, movies and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Stay tuned for Select Start this week as we talk the uh, wrestling with pixels and much more. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.